Hey everyone, my name is Sierra and welcome back to The Lotus. You may notice that we once again have changed to a new name. Um, I found that this suits the podcast the most because Lotus represents wisdom and knowledge in Buddhism. So I just found that online. I don't know that for certain, but I really like it. And so yeah, I hope you all can adapt to the new name. And uh, I hope you like the new uh, cover art. I designed it myself and I really like it. All right, perfect. So now that we're ready to start, liminal spaces, strangely familiar aesthetics, and nostalgia core are one of few of many internet niches that now exist as subgenres all across Pinterest, Reddit, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube, etc. The list goes on. Today, I'll be explaining as many of these internet subcultures and genres as possible, starting up with many fever dreams and warped reality internet culture. But of course, as we always do on the Lotus, explore the in-depth psychological phenomena that lies beneath all of this. Firstly, have you ever experienced a fever dream? This is a broad term used to describe a very strange, often unexplainable experience or situation. Seemingly a dream rather than something realistic to life itself, fever dreams are known for their greater sense of outlandishness. Concretely though, fever dreams also literally can mean like dreams altered by a heat-oppressed mind during a fever or illness. Still don't understand what a fever dream is. Okay, picture yourself taking a day off work to mound yourself after catching a cold from the rising pollen in the air. You decide to take a nap on the couch as rain falls outside and the TV still runs, playing a generic morning show. You fall into strange dreams featuring abstract symbols and hypnotizing sensations that are weirder than normal. In fact, it's so weird it jolts you awake, making you feel disoriented and fearful you've fallen into a rabbit hole of absurdity. Now that you understand what a fever dream is like to experience, let me introduce you to some artistic interpretations that inspired fever dream core and how it involves the mysterious characteristics of our psychology. Since these all fall under the same umbrella, a common thing under those internet pictures posted under hashtags weirdcore nostalgia core dream core will find a similar subject of liminal spaces without a single person in sight this is what i mean liminal spaces all have one thing in common there is a there is a very significant devoid of human sensation no faces no faces in sight in most cases and there's a lack of objects and evoked emotion like radio static when you expect to listen to sensational music it feels more dead the longer you look not only that, but it does an excellent job of expressing the fear of abandonment, because most of these fever core pictures look like they've t- been taken in an empty and long abandoned environment, both with indoor and outdoor scenery. Now that we've got that over with, let's dive into the psychological aspect. And by the way, this is when things just get really confusing from here. And this is when I really just ended up resorting to going through books and artists and just other kind of commentary pieces that reminded me of this idea that fever fever core and liminal spaces portray. And um, now that we got that over with, I will be talking about surrealism. And I just think that's another philosophical idea that I think we should talk about because it is so interesting and kind of creepy. If I'm being honest with you, that's one way to describe it is it's really creepy, mysterious, and just kind of chilling. 
This phenomenon has existed for long ages. It's only been exercised more with the help of the internet and the spread of modern surrealism. I may have spoken a bit about the concept of surrealism, but it's a form of contemporary philosophy characterized by the main idea of revolutionizing human experience. It balances a rational vision of life with one that asserts the power of the unconscious and dreams. The movement's artists find magic and strange beauty in the unexpected and the uncanny, the disregarded and the unconventional. When we see something that feels oddly familiar, we're usually struck by a warm feeling of nostalgia and positive sentiments. But what happens when that sensation doesn't arrive? It's almost always a very normal-seeming photo, but with a concealed dread, and what my dad would call an invisible tension. He actually said that to me when I was reading him over the script. Bring this up. I bring this up again because it's used liberally in exchanging photos of liminal spaces under the famous fever dream core aesthetic. Some artists have experimented experimented with this idea of dreadful surrealism and early artists such as Georges de Chirico, uh, Juves Tonnesy, Edward Hopper, and Andrew Wyeth. I'm really sorry if I said the first two artists' names wrong. Um, it just kind of goes to show. <laughs> I, I really don't know these artists, but the research that I have done on them so far, they really brought this modern movement forward. And if you look up their paintings, their writing, and their artwork, you're going to see exactly what I'm saying. They have inspired dozens of new artists in the current generation and the generations of artists to come. One example that helps further explain the concept of fever dream is a passage from the book Paranesi by Susan Clark, who went on to win the 2021 Woman's Prize for Fiction. So she's pretty awesome. And now I'm going to read you an expert from her book. I am determined to explore as much of the world as I can in my lifetime. To this end, I have traveled as far as the 916th hall to the west, the 800th and 90th wall of the north, and the 7th, 100th and 68th wall to the south. I have climbed at the upper halls where clouds move in slow procession and statues appear suddenly out of the mist. I have explored the drowned halls where the dark waters are carpeted with white water lilies. I have seen the derelict walls of the east where ceilings, floors, sometimes even walls. I have collapsed, and the dimness is split by shafts of gray light. In all these places, I have stood in doorways and looked ahead. I have never seen any indication that the world was coming to an end but only the regular progression of halls and passageways into the far distance. Okay, there's the end of that excerpt. And um, that is from the book. Just in case you want to read it, uh, I'll go on a long shot to see if you want to read it. It is by, it is called Piranesi, uh, Piranesi by Susan Clark. And it's just a really, really existential book about this little creature that lives in like a damp, labyrinth and it's just really interesting because it tackles the concept of liminal spaces and fever dreams because of that surrealism that captivating emotion you feel of both awe content and just a weird sense of unease it's such an interesting sensation you feel in your soul and your mind and i suddenly i really strongly suggest that you try reading it because she won the woman's prize for it last year so there you go 
This quote is important because it's a common interpretation of fever dream core and liminal spaces with the idea that life never ends. It only goes on and on like an endless hallway with transparent windows reflecting and on and on for eternities. For infinity. Fever dreams are a way for us to venture into imaginative possibilities to put, in short, the edges of our consciousness. Thank you all for tuning into this episode. I know it was probably really short than usual, but like I said, um, now that I have so many new things coming, I have a lot of time to myself, and that gives me time to record and talk about what I really am interested in the most, and those are things at the, like, the bottom of the barrel and I'm really excited to tackle them. So thank you all for tuning into this episode. As like I've said, please stay tuned for my next to come with a new analysis on Lana Del Rey lyrics. So if you're into Lana Del Rey's music, you have to listen to the next episode. Like it's just, you just have to. And Euphoria's disturbing inspiration for storytelling coming up the rest of this month. Also, happy Pride Month to all of my LGBTQIA listeners. Um, Y'all are awesome. I hope this month is filled with self-love and appreciation for all of y'all. And have a good have a good rest of your summer. In North America here, it is summer. Just in case y'all are like from Australia or something. But that's how it is right now. And yeah, I hope you all enjoyed this episode. It was a short and sweet one, but it was pretty interesting to research. It wasn't as deep and kind of sad and heartbreaking as my last episode um so this was kind of a fun one to do it's a very like i said it's a very surreal feeling you know it doesn't it's not necessarily deep or sad or happy but um now that you kind of see what i mean by this i hope y'all are interested in you know diving into this kind of topics further with me because i certainly love to do it and why not do it with my listeners, okay? So, goodbye. Thank you.